Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Fuck New Year's resolutions. I'm curious to know as to why. Well, for me, in this new year, I'm choosing not to resolute if I cannot maintain the resolution. (laughs) (laughs) Deadass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. Story time. I'm going to take y'all back to January 2nd. Oh, you got to the date? Yes, this is why I'm, I'm pissed. January I'm not 2nd. really pissed. What year? January, January 2nd, 2016. Oh. This was the year that we had moved to Packplex. Ah, remember? it's also the year I got pregnant with Cairo. Yes. I remember, I think on the fourth, I might have got Yes, pregnant. that was our first year in the gym. Yeah. That's why I remember this so vividly. Mm-hmm. January 2nd, we had an influx of people signing up for memberships. Remember Dolo and I had did the Elite Physique Boot Camp? Yes. We did the Elite Physique Boot Camp. We had, I think it was 70 plus people come out to the boot camp. Mm-hmm. It was like, yo... We're going to infuse all this life into the gym. Vengeance. It was like, let's get yes. ready to go. Let's create this, right? Boom. 75 people came out. January 3rd, there was three people in the gym. <laughs> three people, yo. That's because you killed them on that first day. They didn't even want to come back. No. I, this, is, this is my issue. You know, we'll discuss what the issue is. <laughs> Bottom line is, we had put all of this effort, right? And we had put all of this energy into creating this great package for people, Pause. For the new year, because we understand that people create New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. We did everything that you were supposed to do to entice people to join the gym, and they did join the gym, mm-hmm. and they never came back. Yeah, they didn't just lie to us; they lied to themselves. Baby, in that bank account, because when that reoccurring payment hits every month, <laughs> <laughs> how many people? How many show of hands? How many people right now? Have that gym membership that they taking money out your account, auto debit every month, and you ain't step foot in there in a minute. I got two for you and your moms. I'm going to raise both hands. Three of us. (laughs) I go to the gym. Yeah. Every day. Downstairs. Yes. But, you know. Uh, I don't go to the gym. I got a gym there, so I go there. Yeah, so that's my story. Mm -hmm. Ever since that day, I've been kind of mad at New Year's resolutions. But I also have a a bigger story, you know, that I want to discuss when we come back. Yes. About actual New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. And then... We'll discuss why I despise New Year's resolutions. All right, so for karaoke, I'm going to let Kay take care of the time. first karaoke of the new oh, year. Oh, thank you 
so much. Yes. You know, I was thinking of like ways we can like revamp the show and all that. But I'm like, you know what? I love the format that we have. Yeah. Karaoke is always fun. This karaoke came to me um, just thinking about like the new year, seizing the moment and also having met this young lady. Mm-hmm. Beautiful young mm-hmm. lady. Super talented. We sat two tables away from each other at the Usher concert. Yes. That my amazing husband took about who, who took, took, who took my you? amazing husband one more time i don't think they heard you my spectacular incredible amazing me? husband me? took me to the me? usher residency show in vegas yes. back in november we saw the third to last show yes on a random wednesday and i'm so happy we picked that date because i got to meet victoria monet who else did who you meet I've who else did you meet that day usher yeah, and what didn't he call your name? He out? sure as hell did. Come on, did. now tell the people. Did y'all what happened. see? Did y'all see? Did tell you the see people that what I happened. Call this out. We there got to meet go. him and all that good stuff. <laughs> um, but she was just so sweet. I've been following her for a minute now. I think it was back in like 2020. I is when I discovered Victoria Monet, mm-hmm. and it's actually one of my favorite songs that she um, she sings. You know, all my mama is popping right now too. But this mm-hmm. one goes back to like 2020, I believe, when it was released. And I even kind of got you on it too. You did you got me on it? So. I got this feeling that you mm. brought me to you. Mm. Yeah, you did, baby. Look what your mind's imagination can do. <coughs> Making shit true. <coughs> yeah, you do, baby. Oh, yeah. Get it, baby. So mm. let me take away your pain. Give me all of your emotions. Land it like a plane on my back if you can't hold it. Ah. Life is but a dream that you manifested slowly. So fuck a fantasy. It's, it's your, your motherfucking, motherfucking moment. moment. Period. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's your motherfucking moment, y'all. Top of the year. It's your moment. Let's go. Let's get it. That shit goes hard. I you, love did that that. you did, did that. You did that, Ellis. You did that, Ellis. Well, thank you. Because y'all know one thing I can't do is hold a note if you place it in my hand, baby. But I'm a karaoke, y'all, because that's what we do. <laughs> Season 13, Deadass. We're going to pay some bills and we're going to get back. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all. Losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times... When you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deadass. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. All right, so now we're back. So back, talking about New Year's resolutions. So New Year's resolutions for me um, aren't always necessarily like gym or fitness specific, but I do know a lot of people use that as an opportunity to feel like, okay, it's a new year. Let's restart. I feel like this year was unique in a sense because the first day of the year fell on a Monday Mm. and a lot of people I saw just on social media stuff were just like, wow, like this is perfect that it starts on a Monday because it's the beginning of the week, the first day of the work week. We're prepared to really just let it all rip and be as organized and to restart and jumpstart on that day, <laughs> for me at least, the kids went back to school technically on the third. So for me, the week didn't start till the Wednesday. So it was easy for me to be like, you know what? I'll start next Monday. See what I'm saying? You see what I'll I'm start saying? On the next Monday, which is then the eighth. So you you part of the problem? Um, I mean, yeah. Uh, I was trying to come up with an excuse. <laughs> yeah, see, that's this. I don't got this, one. This, this is time the problem. Around. Excuses. All right. I don't. I don't have one. I'm going to give you my perspective of why I hate New Year's resolutions. I hate New Year's Eve. Okay. Maybe I'm a Scrooge. I'm a New Year's Scrooge. But I feel like <laughs> around Thanksgiving, no, even before Thanksgiving, like right after Halloween, mm-hmm. people start to, and I watched this even when I was a trainer, I watched people say, uh, this year is a wash. Mm-hmm. From the end of October. Yes. And they, they spend the next 60 days... Just doing all the wrong things and saying, it's the holidays, it's the holidays. I'll start again come New Year's Day. Mm -hmm. And I watch people say that lie to themselves for 60 days leading up to New Year's Day. Then they go out and party New Year's Eve. And then they they enjoy this one big moment that literally lasts less than a second. Mm -hmm. The ball drops and then it's reality. <laughs> Nothing in your life is automatically going to change on January 1st. Yeah. And I watch those same people say, eh, I'll start next, next year. year. Yep. But that cycle is so like detrimental it's because super toxic. You start you start January 30 say, "Hey, I'll start next year." You make all the excuses so you go through the year. Then at the end of the year, you let yourself indulge even more in the bullshit that you was doing that year mm-hmm. because you say, "Hey, I'll start over." January 1st. And then when January 1st comes, you make no change. No, I see that too. Even just like, so there's so many different ways that we can decide to start over, right? Mm -hmm. But thinking about fitness, for example, you have that New Year's Day resolution that we're going to be fit. So you go into it for maybe the month of January, right? Some people are practicing dry January where they're not drinking after partaking in tons of drinks at the end Mm -hmm. of the year. So there's like this, you know. Like a cleanse. Like a cleanse, a detoxing of sorts. I get it. And then you get to like May, June, when you clearly haven't been on track since the new year and the summertime comes and it's, well, this summer going to get whatever body I give it. (laughs) And then it's like, oh, we're going into the winter. We're going to start training for this summer body in the winter. And then it becomes a vicious cycle of never getting to where you want to be. But how many people are doing that with just so many different aspects of life? All of their goals. Most, most people, and this is the truth. I'm not trying to knock people, but most people tend to get in their own way because they find reasons to talk themselves out of doing it in that moment. That's me. I will admit it. Yes, that's me. I remember my Taekwondo and Jiu-Jitsu teacher, Donna Commando, right? Before New Year, this was in like 1996. Mm -hmm. I was young, didn't understand it. But she challenged us. She said, I want you guys to treat every moment like it's New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what you mean by like, we, I didn't get it. You know, I'm 12. Like, what does that mean? She mm-hmm. was just like, see how excited people get? 
They prepare for New Year's Eve. There's like, why won't she said, why don't you treat every moment like that? Mm-hmm. You know, you see someone, happy new moment. This is the first time in this moment I've seen you, right? When you see someone for the first time in the new year, it's happy new year. You give them a hug. And then after that, you go back to treating them like, hey, what's up? Mm. It's like, how come as people, we don't embrace every moment as if it is a new moment? Happy new moment. Happy new moment. And yeah. then, and also when it comes to our goals, treat our goals like every day is the first day of the year that starts on Monday. Mm. If we treated every moment like that, every goal like that, every idea, every relationship, we could all live better lives. And that's why I don't like New Year because it always gives people an out. I'll start next year. Mm-hmm. And then next year comes and then you say it again. You know what I'm saying? If there was no new year yeah. and it was just this was my continuous life, most people would say, I'm going to start now because if I don't start now, it's just going to spiral into something I don't want. Right. That's why I can't. Dis- I despise the new year. I wonder if there's like a comfort zone that people have with like the new year, the new month, the the beginning of the week. You know, there's something about that time frame for people that they mentally say now's the time to start. But really, ultimately, it's not the start. It's the consistency. Because I know I've had the issue with the consistency of it all. Like, it's nice to think of a new beginning and the detoxing and the cleansing and here's what we're going to do. But the follow through, I think, is what most people have the issue with, Um, i.e. me. I know I've been, you know, on, I've been guilty of that too, mm-hmm. you know, not keeping up with whether it was fitness goals or just, just, you know, getting work done. Um, but at what point does it hit you that enough is enough? I think for me, 40 was a big, a big thing for me where I was just like, girl, like you don't have all the time that you thought you had. You still got mad time. You I still 40. have mad time, but I'm just saying like, you really think about it. I need to get out of my mind. I think about ages. Most people. So much of life has gone and I still have more to do. But I mean, but even even that thought process, so much of life isn't gone, babe. Like you've lived 40 years, mm-hmm. right? You you could live to be 90. That's 50 more years, right? Yes. We, we pray. We want that. But if we keep looking at things in that perspective, mm. it'll, it'll always be a reason why we can delay, mm-hmm. right? Let's just throw all of that away. Denzel Washington said a quote. I'm not saying it correctly, but it was like, with confidence, you'll never start. And with consistency, you'll never finish. Mm. Now, I know confidence wasn't the first part, but what I gained from it was that, right? Mm-hmm. The first thing you have to do is start. But like you said just now, which I think was so profound, it's not just about starting. Because in the new year, that's what people do. I go to the gym. I started. It's not about starting. It's about consistency so that you can finish and reach the goal. And most people won't even try to be consistent because they'll just say, well, I can start over again. And that's the out. The crutch is I can start over again. Right. Right. You can never start life over again. So why do we keep putting a new barometer where we can start over again? Right. Life has already started. The only thing guaranteed to this life is that it will end at some point. You don't know when. So since we don't know when, we should value every moment as it's happening and not saying, oh, I can start it again. Yeah, we really should. You see what I'm saying? We really should. I mean, I think about so many people who have left this earth with so much left to be done that they've spoken about and Mm -hmm. wanted to do and just... Never got around to it, particularly me dealing with my uncle's, the loss of my I mean, uncle in October. Think about I it. I mean, the moments when he just said, I, I can't wait to come down and see you. When when can I come? When And you just keep thinking you have time until mm-hmm. you don't have time. Um, but also speaking to the consistency of things. They say it takes, what, 21 days for you to form a habit or something of the sort? I forget how long it is. Well, I, I don't know about the days, but I know it takes a, a thou- over a thousand reps. Okay. So I, I know that from sports, from exercise physiology and kinesiology, yeah. it takes a thousand reps of a muscle movement to mm-hmm. become a habit. Yeah. Or believe, become muscle memory. Right. And maybe in the physical, but just in general, like just, yeah. even if it means like waking up early every day, I think it takes like 21 days or something okay. like that to form a habit or for you to break yourself of that. So mm-hmm. like even just with us and our you know, nutrition journey that we've been on, you and I deciding to just yes. kind of cut certain things from our diet and yes. change certain things and finding alternatives. It's to the point now where we just can't even eat the things that we used to. We can't consume the drinks that we used to. Like things are just so different, but that was also consistency and really the willpower and wanting to change and be different and to be yeah. better. Um, so we believe in making changes when the need for change comes. And of course, there's no better time than the top of the year, but the turn of an old year into a new year is one that's a perfect metaphor for change. And it can be the perfect motivator. 
for it can not. be yeah it can be the perfect motivator um, or it could be the perfect crutch yeah i'll just wait until the new year yes 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 so let's think about it some things that we're trying to consider when we think about a new year doing mm-hmm. things over starting fresh um asking each other what we think we can do differently in our relationship this year i think that's an important conversation for couples to have throughout the year this conversation is about the new year but i think that conversation is just important in general right what can we yeah. do what what can i do and we're going to talk about this in a later podcast cuz we had a whole not even ordeal but we had a perfect example while we were filming yesterday mm-hmm. that you and i have noticed our growth as a couple yes and we were able to pinpoint like man you handled that differently than you would have oh, for and sure. i handled it differently than i would have yes. and it's it's also a good time for the new year to also not only talk about what you can change, but also point out growth. Absolutely. You know, point out what you've done differently to say, you know what? We have come a long way. Let's not just say everything always has to change. Let's mm-hmm. look back and say, look, this is where we were. This is where we are. You I know? think one thing that's worked for us over the years is using the new year, although we do have frequent touch bases about where we are when it comes to personal goals mm-hmm. Family goals, career, individual, together, the children, we're always having touch bases throughout the year, whether it's quarterly, weekly, about what we want to do, what we're doing, assessing the situation. But even just being away with my girlfriends for my birthday, um, I was encouraging them, those who are in relationships, to start the new year as a as a moment or as a time where you sit with your significant other and you make plans for the year, you assess the things that happened in the previous year, whether it's career, you know, relationship based family, whatever, assess the things that worked that didn't work. And then you make a plan for the new year you know, and have those moments where you can touch base. Cause we've done that yes. for several years. Yes. And I think it definitely helps with setting the tone for the year. It's funny you say that because I have a, a couple different group chats and a couple of the dudes in the group chats I was in have asked me, like, on the side, like, yo, D, how do you set up your year? Like, how do you set up your year to move forward and progress? And how do you decide, like, what you're going to focus on for the year? And for a, a large part of those conversations, I was lost. Like, I don't understand what, you, what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, the start of the year. I've never been a start of the year mm-hmm. guy. It's mm-hmm. just every week, every month. And what I did tell them was, I don't utilize the start of the year as the be all and end all for anything. Mm-hmm. Every month, I, I every month it starts from my finances to my health, to my mental health, to my relationships with my wife, to my sons, to my friends. I'm always asking myself, where was I last month? Mm-hmm. Where am I now? Mm-hmm. How am I going to get to where I want to get to next month? And what I don't ever do is I don't judge myself. Based on where I am in this moment. Because sometimes you don't realize how far you come until you look back. Oh, but for some sure. of us are so like head driven that we only look forward. I do that a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing you've taught me over the past couple of years was, Deval, you, you're always so upset about where you haven't reached yet that you don't even realize how far you've come. And I was like, eh, I don't know what you're talking about. Nobody <laughs> want to hear all that shit. I just know where I want to go. Right. But I will employ everybody. The start of this year. Rather than saying, I want to go here, mm-hmm. take a look back at the year before and the year before that and the year before that and see where you've come or if you haven't moved at all. Mm. And then, only then, should you make an assessment about how you're going to move forward. I think that's very key. But it's funny, you said to me when I said, man, I'm thinking about all the life that I've lived so far and it's 40 years and it's like, man, what have I really done in 40 years? It's a similar thing here where... I'm also looking at the things that I haven't accomplished yet Mm -hmm. and the things that I still want to do and still feeling like I'm running out of time. Like Mm -hmm. we always talk about this clock and this time frame that we have in our minds of things Mm -hmm. that need to be done. I forget who it was recently I was reading up on. Was it Quinta Brunson that just started like acting or or writing in her 40s? So it's a lot of people. I don't know if if Quinta Brunson's in her 40s. I forget who it was, but she just started on social media. Or Ava DuVernay started directing it. Like, yeah. And it's like, there's so much, I feel like when you start doing things in your, you know, the end of the thirties, early forties is when you really have a grasp on -hmm. who you are, what you're capable of, what you want, what your Mm non-negotiables are. And we'll talk about this in another episode with just forties and what that means to us. But really at that point, you just realize there's so much 
more time that I have to yes. do the things that I want to do, but I'm better equipped Absolutely. to do it now because of my life experiences. And so I, it really depends on how you look at it. It, it, it uh, And I, that's what I really want to implore people in this episode is to stop looking at the new year as a oh, got to start now. It's a fresh slate. And I'm going to, because once you start doing that, you start to create all of these, like, first of all, you create these ceilings and expectations for yourself that if you don't reach a certain spot at a certain time, then it's quit. I'll start over next year. I implore people to start by looking back first and see how far you've come. Pat yourself on the back, mm -hmm. right? You, for example, 40 years old. You graduated from college, got your master's degree, magna cum laude. You've worked in multiple fields, built a successful business, built successful businesses, had four children, got married, moved across country twice. You understand what I'm saying? Like there's mm -hmm. a lot of things that you've done that some people... That's their goal mm -hmm. that you've already done at 40. Mm -hmm. So for, for you to be like, man, so much time has passed and I haven't accomplished anything. Yeah. We all do that as people. Yeah. All of us, not just you. I've done that myself. You know, I, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm sitting here watching TV and you guys know how much I love film. I love television. And I'm watching these films and I want to do a big blockbuster film. So I'm watching, I think it was Top Gun. Then I watched Mission Impossible. And then it's like a tear rolled down my face. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you were in the theater one day yeah. like, for a little strip of time, like just watching, just watching. films. Yeah. And Kay was just like, what is wrong with you? She looking at you like, well, I know this movie good, but I mean. I mean, it wasn't quite Mission the Impossible. tear jerker. Yeah, it ain't tear jerker. And I was just like, nah. This is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I want to act. That's what I want to do. I'm like, I'm 40 years old. You know how many people have been in films by the time they're 40? And then Kay was like, uh, yeah, but have those people played in the NFL? Have they started a business, a non-for-profit, moved cross-country, had four kids, wrote a book, became a New York Times bestseller, became an influencer? And I was kind of like, yeah, that's nice stuff, but I want to ask. <laughs> that's literally devout. <laughs> At random points throughout the day, I see he looks a little like pensive. And I'm like, Deval, what's the matter? Are you okay? Because first of all, I'm going to be like, what did I do? <laughs> you, like, yeah, you always what, thinking it's you in and it's this not. new year. I'm not looking at what did I do because it's not always me all the time. You okay? don't be doing nothing. You I just... don't be doing that. I just be breathing, and sometimes <laughs> this nigga just look like he's pissed. And I'm like, what's the matter? He's like, man, I just want to act. That's it. I just want to act. I want to act. I want to be respected as an actor. I want people to see mm -hmm. me. I want to be a thespian. I want. I want to act. And I'm like, it's coming, babe. It's coming. I know it is. I know it is. And we went to Sherry's show, uh, Crystal and I, this year, and she had a mantra that she talked about because she talked with Oprah. Uh huh. And the mantra she got was later, greater comes later. Mm. Which if you think about it, Sherry didn't become a host of her own daytime TV show until she was in her 50s. Mm -hmm. She's been a comedian for over 30 years. Yeah, doing the work. You know what I'm saying? Doing the work. And now is she's up for every award. She's killing it. And she's in her 50s. Here we are, just turned 40, 39, thinking, oh, where is over? Yeah, no time. <laughs> nothing. There's no time left. That was me at 30. I was in shambles <laughs> when I turned 30, y'all. I was literally in shambles. I was like the skinniest I ever was in my life, too. And just like stressed. Like, I'm 30. The, the, like, life is over. It's like that top of the roller coaster. <laughs> and now you're like on your way down. And I'm like, damn. And you but look my better now with 40, 40 than you did man, 30. I was God, so, dang. Thank you. And I was so excited about 40. Like, I I feel so excited about it. So many people who are already in their 40s tell me how amazing it is here. And so far, so good. Um, I will say it is amazing here in your 40s. It's, yeah. Things have been amazing. You're nearing. You're nearing there. Yes. No, um, no, I was saying amazing for me in your oh, 40s. Oh, of course you're reaping have been the amazing. benefits. And speaking of <laughs> things we can do differently in our relationship this year, um, I am completely and fully invested in making sure I'm finding moments to just do small things to celebrate you and let you know how much you mean to me i think we get caught in the rat race sometimes i know how i get sometimes with just horse blinders on when there's things to be done and there's kids and there's mm -hmm. work and there's stuff and there's stuff um but i am looking forward to just spending more small moments just you know loving on you That's um, and also too deval and i are not we've kind of made the decision together that when it comes to our relationship we've given y'all a whole lot yeah Though we don't give you everything, we've given y'all a whole lot. And to an extent, I think we've reached the end of sharing about our relationship and marriage. And Ooh. yeah. Yeah. I mean, not the end because we're still going to share because we love to share. I'm, I'm a content creator. My wife's a content creator. And what better content to create about your, your life? Like there's no better content. Mm -hmm. But um. We've, and we're going to do a whole podcast about this. 
But um, our children are of paramount importance to us. Mm -hmm. And we really would be doing them a disservice if we didn't focus on parenting more than we did content creation. Mm -hmm. And the older Jackson gets, the older Kyra and Kaz get, and they're able to voice to us what they want and what they need and require. They need us more. Mm -hmm. And they need less of us entertaining people while parenting them. Yeah. So we we are definitely making a choice mm -hmm. to do things differently, uh, especially in this year. Um, protect our peace mm -hmm. as a family a lot mm -hmm. more because um, when it was just Kadeen and I, it's easier to go out there and create content and do stuff and feel comfortable. But when your children are now out there on their own by themselves and mm -hmm. people are like, hey, Jackson, I seen, hey, Cairo, I know. Mm -hmm. And they come home and telling us it's starting to get a little scary, yeah. you know, because, you know, you just don't want your children to feel like they didn't have a choice, mm -hmm. you know, so absolutely things will change for the Ellis's not in a bad way. Um, right. This is just a way for us to, you know, y'all know us. Kay and I are going to be D and K till we die. Like, and shout out to our Patreon gang who facts. that's where you're really going to get, if anything, yeah. the content that we continue to put forward in yeah. this year moving on. Um, so just to make that almost like, I guess, a mini announcement that if you're going to want to see the Ellis's, that's where you're going to get it yeah. um, is on Patreon. Because other than that, um, we're really just making a conscious effort to step back. And I mean, think about it. We've been on the scene doing like black love. How many years ago was that? That was six years ago. The, the, uh, Cairo was a baby and I was Kaz just, just wasn't maybe even here yet. pregnant with Kaz. So, so six years. Almost six years, going six on seven years. years. I mean, if you will, you can call Deval and I the godmother and godfather of family content, black love <laughs> content. You know what I mean? We've been doing this for a while. We've been we on all been. the panels. We've been talking we about relationship. Been. We wrote a book. We did the documentary. It's like, how many more ways can we begin to or continue to tell our story without it, you know, of course, getting monotonous. And we do realize as Deval's star rises, as my star rises, there's mm -hmm. going to be new people who are exposed to the Ellis's. But, but I don't want to, I just want to cut you off. I don't mm -hmm. think it will ever be monotonous because life is an organism. It changes consistently. So nothing will be monotonous. The conversations we have about our family today will be completely different tomorrow once the kids get home. No, I'm talking about our so, love story particularly. Yeah, like, but I don't, I don't think anything can become monotonous because it's always evolving. Like our mm -hmm. love story Think about the podcast. Our love story when we first started this 13 seasons ago was not the same as it is now. That's true. The way we speak that is true. about each other, to each other, for each other, the issues, had, this all other changed. Other people have spoken about, yeah. So I think it's, it's always going to evolve. I, I think for me, and I'm not going to speak for you, but mm -hmm. for me, the biggest issue is time. Mm -hmm. Like, I really want to be involved as a father and as a husband. Agreed. Right? And as a mom. My mind for the past seven years has been, we're going to go spend time or do something. But how does this become digestible content for our viewers? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, I'm going to spend time with my wife. Right. And I just want to spend time with my wife. Think about the you know? amazing time we had spelling, uh, spending the new year. Oh, that S was eating your Bro, ass sorry up. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I had such a good time. I had such a good time at the end of the year, y'all. It's making me stammer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but just from my birthday trip, my girls, to us being away with my family and yeah. the boys and stuff for my mom's birthday, my birthday, and the new year. Yeah. And we weren't documenting any of it for nah. public consumption. We were just living yeah. in those moments. And it was amazing. I also think that's why the podcast is going to continue to be what it is. Mm -hmm. Because now that we're not picking up our phones as much and we're actually living in the moment, which is what we've been talking about today living in these moments, these new yes. moments from the new year. Yes. Living in these moments allow us to tell you guys what happened through the podcast. Mm -hmm. So I know you guys have been seeing this is going to be our last go around for the Deadass Podcast live show. Mm -hmm. We're going to do a podcast about that. Yes. But Deadass Podcast is not going anywhere. For now. We're going to continue to... <laughs> You see Kay ready to be out. Deval ain't going nowhere. Kay can go wherever she want to go. This, I love doing this. No, I love doing this too. But I also toy with and contemplate the idea of like when you have something good, at what point do you just say, you know what? Good things come to an end. Let us know how y'all feel about that, y'all. Let us know how you feel about that. Because I, I, I go back and forth. I go back and forth. You think they're going to tell us they want it to be over? They listening. Like they not, <laughs> I don't know what, what you asking for. No, 
I'm just saying, you know, the 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 podcast space is very very like saturated now. Maybe there's other stuff people. There's are only one dead to. ass I podcast. Don't know. I'm, I was gonna roll roll out and say the that Breakfast at Club the end. was going on for how many years? This is like 13 years for them, right? And they still get up every morning, mm-hmm. and they like certain things. If if this was a scripted television show mm-hmm. where we had to find stuff to talk about, then I'd be concerned because it's like how many ways can y'all do this? But mm-hmm. This is a show where we discuss our life and what's happening. Our life is constantly happening. Hap- you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get it. Yeah, and for I, sure. I love to talk to people about it or talk about it because mm-hmm. people get a chance to see. Mm-hmm. I love to share. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm never going to be a pastor. I'm not going to be an attorney. I'm not going to be a congressman. But the way I feel like I can help people is by sharing my experience mm-hmm. and, and using my platform to share my experience, not through anyone else's. For so sure. for me, Dead Ass Podcast is a way for people to get the real from us. Yes. Because you know everything here is our narrative. It's controlled. our narrative. No one can tell no one is telling us what to say, how to say it. So for me, for I sure. feel like this can go on as long as we want it mm-hmm. to go on. Mm-hmm. But as long as we want it to. And I'll right. say this publicly. If there comes a point where you don't want to do Dead Ass Podcast, that's a conversation that we can have. Mm-hmm. I just like being able to talk and, and this is therapy for me. Oh yeah. So even if yeah, it's yeah, you know, if it. we shut down dead ass podcast and I just have a dead ass with DeVal. Right. That's something that I feel like I would want to do. And that's no, not something sure. we have to talk about now, but you know no, what I'm no, saying? No, I'm just saying I, I, I've toyed with the idea in, mm-hmm. in the the spirit of us being transparent about where we see us going in terms yeah. of content, you wanting to be recognized as a thespian, as an actor. You know, it just has me thinking like, okay, at what point does certain things close out and then we open up a new thing or, you know, yeah. what what is that going to look like for us? And that's a part of like a New Year's thing that that's we true, talk yeah. about. The, the beginning of this year, you hired someone new as an agent. Like yeah. you got rid of people who didn't serve you in that space anymore. Yeah. Like that was a new rebirth for you of, okay, Absolutely. what's going to be the next thing that can happen to take me to the next step, to the next level. And sometimes that's necessary in order to elevate. You have to reassess where you are and realize, have I outgrown this space? That's true. And that's can true. I be of service to others in a different space or entity? And that's all I've been toying with. So don't get nervous, y'all. I'm not saying we over tomorrow. <laughs> Look, I'm Kate, just saying it's Kate something that I've quit. been thinking about. Kate trying to get fired on her day enough. off. You see it? <laughs> I've had enough. Let's put this in the air that I may not be here next week. You know, just let y'all know. Put my two weeks in now. But, uh, also top of the year we're thinking of the children and what we can do differently as parents and you've touched on that and us just wanting to be present and wanting to make yeah. sure the children are getting our undivided attention you know how I feel about that that's paramount yeah. for me I'll drop everything all day every day for my boys so that goes without saying um, how do we approach making big changes in our life how did you fear on reaching the goals you set last year? And are you carrying any of those goals into the new year? Those are some good questions, Trips. I see these these are questions that I feel people should be asking continuously. Yes. Not just on the first day of the year. Because these are these are ways you just become better as a person, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you think about where we were last year this time, and yeah. this is this is how I typically just to answer these questions, how I start my life. Mm-hmm. This is just my way. I'm not saying it's everybody's way. I start out with financially mm-hmm. because you can't do anything in this world without resources to be able to do them. Yeah. So the first thing I do every the top of every year is like, where was I this time last year financially? Did I save money? Um, did I lose money? Did I make investments that reaped me benefits or did I make investments that I lost on? Mm-hmm. Like I really dissect my finances and say in the course of 12 months, because sometimes you can't look at a snapshot. No, you for know, sure. Stuff changed from month to month, for but sure. you can look at a 12-month calendar and say, okay, I've gained access to resources. Or I've lost resources. So I use that time to figure that out first. Within That's the first person. week of the year, we met with our CPA, yes. our financial advisor, rather. Yes. Um, and, and there's a difference. There's a difference. Our CPA. accountant is our tax yeah, guy, our but he's our CFP, CFP, Certified Financial Planner. Shout yes. out to Sean. What up, Sean? Yay, what's up, Sean? For me, he's been on the podcast before, but he was like one of the first people that mm-hmm. we touched base with, though we speak to him pretty much like weekly at this point. He's somebody who we speak to at the top of the year, just yes. because like you said, you want that screenshot of, or that snapshot of what the year looked like last year. Mm-hmm. And then a detailed assessment of, you know, profits and losses. and whatnot. Because he, he tells us like the first thing he said was, this is where you were last year. Mm-hmm. And this is where we are. Mm-hmm. So this is what you've gained. This is what you lost. This is um, what you can do. This is what you, yes, this is what you can do. And this because is what you shouldn't do. I hired a bookkeeper last year. Mm-hmm. A bookkeeper is different than your 
certified personal accountant. An accountant goes through all of your profits and losses and they do all your tax things and make sure that you're in compliance with the government. Mm -hmm. The bookkeeper takes a look at every transaction on every account and tells you, was this profitable or if it wasn't? And one thing I'm going to do is transact. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, you going to transact. One thing I'm going to do is transact. <laughs> one thing his his okay. here's a funny thing. Kadeen and I share <laughs> we share an American Express card. We share two. We share a personal American Express card and we share the business this American is. Express card. She doesn't know this, but the bookkeeper told me. She said, "Um are are you aware that Kadeen, the uh, 82% of the spending on both cards is uh Kadeen? <laughs> I said, "What percent?" <laughs> She said, yeah, uh, about 82% of the spending on, and I said 82% is as far as, she said, well, not total amount spent, mm -hmm. but total amount of transactions. Mm -hmm. So of 100 transactions, 82 are going to be yours. For sure. So I said, so how much of those transactions, you know, how much of the spending? She said, oh, well, it's, it's about 60%. Mm -hmm. So I said, so it's not large things, but she said, no, it's not large, but it's a lot. I'm a transact. Yeah, you go <laughs> She said there's there's a couple of days where she's had 20 plus transactions in one day. That's a fact. Because some days what? I sit down and I'm like, bills to get paid. Don't get me in a rhythm. Okay? Because <laughs> don't get me in a rhythm because you might have 20 on each depending on the day. There's business stuff. There's household stuff. There's this, there's that. It makes sense. It makes sense. 28%. What was it? 80, 82%? No, 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 no. 82%. 82%. Right. I'm 18%. 18%. Transacting. I'm 18% transacting. Mm-hmm. And and I know transact. how to act. So, I know how to act. You, yeah, you know how to act. Transact. That's 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 gonna be the new thing for Kay. Kay know how to act. Transact. Transact. I'm gonna put that shit on the t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> but Period. the the bookkeeper pretty much gives you a full accounting of where your money's going, how often it's going out. Mm -hmm. Um, I found out how much money we spent on fast food, how much money we spent on travel, mm -hmm. how much the business expense, and then once you get all that information, you say, dang. This amount of my investments reap this amount of benefits. Mm -hmm. So once you have all of this information, yes. you now can set up a plan for the for the year moving forward, which is what you and I did with Sean. And it's great to have several eyes on it, right? Because yes. sometimes I'm going to miss balances. something. DeVal's going to miss something. So it's great to have a couple different eyes to say, hey, y'all now. Right. <laughs> Stop the transacting. <laughs> Start saving, you know? It also, it also shows us where... Well, it showed me where our priorities lie. Yes. Most of Kadeen's transactions came through the household. Stuff for the boys, stuff for... Like, she she would go, for example, we say 20 transactions. She wasn't out there buying 20 Gucci bags. No. It was she'd shop at Amazon. And, you know, Amazon sometimes, they do each individual transaction. Yes. Once it... Yeah. So, a lot of your Depending transactions were for seller. home stuff, stuff for the kids. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of my transactions were larger transactions, but it was mainly for business stuff. Mm -hmm. So, when I looked at the bookkeeper, she was just like, you know, you spent a lot of time focused on your businesses. Kay spent a lot of time focusing on the home. But That's that lets us know where we where we are and how it works for us. That's our strengths. That's our strengths. Our, yes. For sure. Because don't yes. ask me nothing about the business. I mean, you do do a good job of looping me in so I'm aware of what's happening. And the same, to. yeah. You gotta know. And I'll always, before I go to swipe the card to do anything, I'm usually like, okay, babe, like business, personal, you know, can we do this right now? Can we not? The strike last year was how many months we were in the strike? Man, six months. That was that was another thing last year. You know, when, so when that we look was, at the year prior, us. You, you look at what happened during that year and say, how did we fare in that year when this happened? And I think... Over the course of last year, Kadena and I learned a lot about ourselves because I was not working for six months. That was the first time since the quarantine. And even during the quarantine, TPS was still filming. I filmed two seasons of television during the quarantine, so I never felt what it was like to be out of work for that time. Mm -hmm. But then when not, not filming since June and then rolling around into December and not getting a paycheck, Kadena and I really bogged down on our expenses and we realized how we can live like this. Yes. Even if we don't get paid. And I want to say this. Yes. When you have a partner, whether it's your wife, fiance, child's mother, child's father, doesn't matter what it is. Coming together at any point and saying this is our, our wealth strategy moving forward is how you can better assess what your year is going to be. Because Kadeen and I sat down with Sean, mm -hmm. and Sean asked us, Deval and Kadeen, what are your career goals for the year? Mm -hmm. What are your financial goals for the year? But mm -hmm. then most importantly, he said, what are your investment goals? 
because they're not all the same. No. And and the thing is, you can't do all three if you don't have a good foundation with your partner to say, okay, if my career goals are, for example, if Kay says, my career goals are to get established with, with creating my own hair care brand, that's going to cost us money. Mm-hmm. If my career goals is to get some more property mm-hmm. or start building a gym, that's going to cost us money. So it's like, how do we decide where the money that we've pulled together is going to go unless right. we sit down together mm-hmm. and say, this is our plan for, for the future. So. And what I really appreciate about you and Sean, because again, Sean's been, he's your God brother. So he's yeah. been in your life for a long time, but I've never made to feel like any goal of mine or any, you know, business, you know, idea is less than no. what you want to do. Like, it's literally like, okay, we're going to come to this table and brainstorm. Does it make sense? So I never take personally, like mm-hmm. DeVal's endeavors are more important than mine or vice versa. Right. I think that's yeah. the beauty in a partnership like this is that, Yo, if it's going to be mutually beneficial to Absolutely. the family and it's the right time, because certain things is just not the right Timing. time for it, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's always making sure that we're touching base on those things. Yeah. And it's a continual touch base. Yeah. For sure. All right, y'all. I think this was a pretty good way to start the new year with y'all, a new yeah. season. Welcome to season three of Dead Ass. The podcast. Season three, season I thirteen. Mean 13 my May. Bad. Welcome to season thirteen. Season three is a team. You say I got my seasons all mixed up because season, season three up. is a team. It will be out soon too. Yes. But welcome to season thirteen of Dead Ass Podcast with Kadeem Deval, y'all. All right, let's go pay some bills as we talked about money and finances at the top <laughs> of the year. And we'll be back for the listener letters and moment of truth. I'm excited to see what y'all got for the top of the year. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs, classic clogs, and sandals have both covered. When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here... They're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushion. That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black lead brand and y'all know i love my lip bar products that's just one to name a few there is a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine show black founders some love not just during black history month but all year long that's right y'all black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at walmart that's right go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, Near, the OG that I used for years, has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay? It works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. 
Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. All right, we're back. Listener letters. Listener First listener letters. letters of the year. Let's see. Let's see if y'all made it good for us for the new season <clears throat> and a new year. You want to read first, baby, or do you want me to go? Um, I'll go. Yeah, baby. First, I want to say how much I appreciate the podcast and you guys sharing your lives with us. See, I get that as I'm telling you, maybe I want to end this sometime <laughs> soon. <laughs> That's what happens, though, right? You put something out there and then God tells you what you should do. Exactly. So, answered, answered prayers, right? All right. I am based in Canada, but originally an islander from Haiti. Bonjour. I've been married for about nine years now, and let's just say marriage is ghetto. <laughs> what? But it is still worth it. I love that. Your story inspired me to move my family closer to our relatives in the greater Montreal area. Despite the hard times, I can definitely say it was the best decision for us. So thank you. I want to ask about your thought process on expanding your family. I have one child. Our first experience with pregnancy was difficult. Got into got into hospitalized bed rest at 25 weeks. Mm. And then the baby decides to come into the world two weeks later through an emergency C-section. From the day is spent on his bedside at the NICU to coming home with him on an oxygen machine, the whole journey was traumatizing for yeah. me. I understand. Before 2023, it was a hard no on having another child, but my husband and I always wanted two children. My ovaries are doing a number on me now. I've now graduated to a maybe. I'm currently working with my therapist on the birth trauma because I want to make sure either way that I'm not making a choice by fear, which is super smart. I know that I will be high risk or I will be a high risk pregnancy with a higher chance of having a second preemie and probably be on bed rest. So what made you guys want to have more children after the first experience with your first boy? And please, when are y'all coming to Montreal? See, now I'm telling you, I want to end a tour. Y'all tell me to come to Montreal. <laughs> we haven't even been worldwide yet. We have know. to reconsider this. I'm trying to put you guys on my date night list. All righty. So thank you for writing in. I already understand the anxiety that comes with Bruh. no matter how many times you've been pregnant, Bruh. no matter how many children you have, Bruh. every single pregnancy as a woman, you feel this overwhelming sense of responsibility to bring this precious life full term. And I have family members. I have a cousin. I have friends who have all had experiences where they've had mm -hmm early labor, preterm labor, mm -hmm. babies in the NICU. I mean, micro mini babies. Yeah. My cousin had a 13 ounce daughter who is now a vivacious two year old who is thriving and doing so well. She's on her second ounces. pregnancy. So I know that there's a lot of different, depending on the person's situation, there's a lot of different interventions that can happen early in the pregnancy that will help you to get to full term. So for example, my cousin who knew she was prone to preterm labor had a cerclage put in and that really helped her to just hold the baby and it's pretty much where they stitch your mm. cervix closed uh. in the very beginning of the pregnancy and that is able to kind of give you a barrier depending on how short or how weak I your cervix is. Yeah. So now she's made it to about 34 weeks. I don't she has a scheduled right C section there. and she's right there. And this is the first time that she's full, full term, term, can do maternity pictures and all of that. So not sure what your situation is this um, when it comes to pregnancy, but that may be something you can explore with your doctor, different ways to see how mm -hmm. you can maybe have early intervention done to be able to bring a child full term. But speaking to the first pregnancy that we had in the first birth, Bruh, which was Jackson. I, I prayed and baby, I told God, I said, said, yo, no if more. you make, if my son <laughs> comes through this okay and my wife is okay because we mm -hmm. almost lost Kay, I said, I'm never having another child and I will treat these two better than you ever seen a man treat kids in a in a, in a, a mother. Like, that's how I felt because mm -hmm. I was like, please just don't take one of my, my favorite people away from me. So I know how she feels. Mm -hmm. One thing I will say, very simple, anxiety comes from fear. Fear comes from the unknown. So the more you educate yourself on what you need to be better, the better you'll feel about it, period. Yes. You can talk about the trauma all day to a therapist, mm -hmm. but the only thing that's going to really heal you from, from that fear of not knowing is knowing. Mm -hmm. So let's get as much information. When it came down to having Cairo, oh, yeah. I read so many different books. I watched so many documentaries. I, I watched clips on you. I did everything. 
almost to the point where now people were calling me a doula dad <laughs> because when it came down <laughs> to the birthing were. process, I knew everything. everything. I, I, so for me, I had the same anxiety she had, mm-hmm. but I just kept educating myself. And I said, the more I know, the better. Yeah. And when I saw things happening, I said, well, based on what they told me, this is yeah. normal. And it helped us. There were no surprises. It helped really. us. There were none. I there mean, naturally, none. with birth, there can be. But There's I'm just always saying. a surprise. Surprise, a baby here. Like, that's <laughs> the surprise. Oh, shit, he's coming right now. We did not know he was coming today. Like, there's always a surprise. But just knowing. Child, I'm going to let y'all in on a little quick, embarrassing surprise that I had with Dakota's birth. So, y'all. You know, like it's possible when from like the pushing, like imagine like pushing mm-hmm. and like what you normally will push out of your body. I had a floating poop. <laughs> Guys, I had a floating poop when yeah. I was in the it pool. It was a cute with... poop though. It was a cute, it was a little, it was <laughs> a little baby, it was a little cute baby poop. It was and little... I was so embarrassed in that moment. Like here I am like holding this beautiful baby in a moment. And I'm like, is that poop floating through the rose petals? Oh my God. And it Listen. was literally like, I saw it and my midwife saw it at the same time. And yeah. she had the little like fishing net that she could scoop a fish out of a <laughs> fish tank with. And she just Boop. scooped the poop and it was gone. And I could not stop being mortified in that moment. Kadeen, and then I was you like, pushed a whole I person out. A whole, a whole I did person. look down at Dakota and be like, I just pushed your six pound self out of me. So yeah. I guess I should Real give myself talk. some grace. Real talk, nobody judges women like women. Like y'all judge like yourself. Ourselves. Y'all judge yourself more than and like nobody ourselves. else. We people in there crying. Oh my god, a baby! Kadeen, like somebody get the shit. Literally get the shit. shit I mean, a- it's ruining my photos. I'm like, can we Photoshop the shit out? Like, let I, me know. I seen it. I didn't even care. I was just happy you was healthy. I was happy the baby was here. I was crying. That's all I cared about. Yeah. That that stuff was minor. Like, I know. I really know. didn't care. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Says so good luck to you. Um, as you talk about with your your spouse uh, baby number two the good things that you have all the family there yes so yes. you know you'll have the reinforcements that you need to get you to a full term labor i'm going to put full term baby in labor i'm going to put that out for you just educate yourself on what you got to do to get that baby to full term yeah and do that that'll help ease some of the anxiety you guys got it for sure we'll pray for y'all y'all got it number two Hello, Devon and Kadeem. Been a fan for a while now. Like, I still have my dope dad, T. Oh, that's what's dope. up. Devon that got, long. Devon got a ton. I'm about 40 of those. Shout out to Sean <laughs> the, on the dad gang. Now, while I'm seeking advice from a married couple, I do have my own mindset on how I'm going about the situation. I'm dating my girlfriend of three years now. This was our first year living together, and it was rocky. But as things improved, I decided we could take this to the next step. Now, I had foolishly proposed two times prior, both times without a ring. The second time I proposed, she said no. But I do. <laughs> Sorry, that's funny. She was like, hell no, nah, nigga, you ain't got no ring. Yeah. But uh, do better, and yes, I will. That's what she said. Okay. Now, fast forward, my girlfriend did tell me not to propose this year, but I thought we were on the right track. I put forth a better effort for the proposal, which would have me proposing in, I don't even know what this word is. Vieques. Vieques. Vieques, Vieques Puerto Rico. Go <laughs> by the luminescent bay. I think that's what it is. I think. Okay. <laughs> well, oh my God. we didn't get on. We, we didn't get to go on the trip. So I figured I'd make a plan B. That is this nigga wilder. <laughs> Which led all the way up to plan D. Listen, when you get past that- plan C. Okay, sir. <laughs> Tuck it away for the new year. All Listen, right? if plan D ain't plan A, then it's a problem. Because in all my plans, A, there's a D. And that's what I'll be trying to give to K. <laughs> all right. So plan A means that D gonna give the D to K. All right. That will it's a make whole him alphabet happy. <laughs> it make you happy. All right. All right. <laughs> so oh, Jesus. So when I finally found a chance with plan finally D. Finally found the chance. She straight said no. Oh no. Didn't even look at the ring. What? Man, I can't lie. Me putting my heart on my sleeve, that shit hurt. Oh, bro, and I'm sorry. Put me in a not so good place and my emotions got the best of me. And we ended up having our first argument ever. I tore pictures of us off the wall and said some pretty hurtful things. Oh, we no. went to counseling and sort of bounced back. I still apologize as I know I caused my own grief and apologize for reacting emotionally. She still feels hurt about it. What the fuck she feel hurt about? Nah, I got a lot to say about this. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm not looking for her to hurry and get over it. Get over what? The man's been wanting to get married to you, but since he didn't have a ring, you said no, but now he tried to do something else, came with a ring, and you I, still right, said I, no? Right. finish the story. Nah, first. niggas, the niggas story. be trying to do a lot. And... Let me finish the story. <laughs> I caused my own grief and apologized. And the fact is, he's feeling shameful. He had to apologize for her that she said no to his apology. This is some mind fuck here. Um, 
<laughs> she still feels hurt about it, and I'm not looking for her to hurry and get over it. I'm willing to make the situation less painful as long as she needs. Because I did mess up here. But my question is, how will I know when or if I can propose? This is, this is, this now is going to sound crazy. Gonna, this is going to be a fourth time proposing. This don't sound crazy to nobody else. Should Cause... I forget about engagement? Yeah, nigga. Forget about it. Go and propose to somebody else. <laughs> propose she to yourself. She says we are so far from that step. So uh-huh. it's like forbidden to even speak about it. She don't want to get married, bro. I'm confused. She don't want to get married. No, I'm not confused. I know what it is. I know okay. exactly what it is. Right, she does ahead. not want to get married. Go off the bell. She doesn't want to get married. I'm going to tell you why. We had this whole argument at one of the live podcasts, right? All of these women were saying in order for her to say yes to the guy, he needs mm-hmm. to come with a certain ring on a certain day. Got to be a certain... Remember all this stuff? Mm-hmm. And then I started asking them, well, what do y'all come to the table with? And they were like, oh. <laughs> I want to know what she came to the table with. At least this time he came with a ring. It seems like she came with a lot of demands. Thank you. He's never going to make her happy, bro. Yeah, I don't understand. It's just like she said, do better. And yes, I will. Do better at what? The proposal or do better at life? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing better at? It's either you know or you don't, sis. <laughs> I mean, I feel like at this point, once it's like a third and fourth proposal, how I wonder how long they've been together. I'll say this. Dated my girlfriend for three years three now. Three years. I'll say this. She, he said he got a dad gang t-shirt. So he's a father. I don't know if that's the child's mother or not. Mm-hmm. He doesn't specify. But I will say this though, right? I have been with Kadeen since we were 18. Kadeen used to leave pictures of the ring type she wanted on the refrigerator. She put it on my laptop. She put it everywhere. Manifestation. If I would have proposed to Kadeen without a ring and said, will you marry me? Kadeen would have said yes. Am I lying? I would have said yes. That's my point. I would have. I didn't care. There wasn't no, it has to be Mm -mm. this way. The pressure that I put on myself. Was on you. You said that before too. Yes. Yes. Now. This is why I say when women was like, yeah, you put that pressure on yourself. Not, that's why I say that's a lie. Because look, he didn't have that pressure on himself. He said, I love this woman. I'm going to ask her to marry me. I don't have a ring. And that bitch said, no. <laughs> Twice. And then he got the ring and she said no again. <laughs> like what nigga supposed to do? <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I don't think she wanted to get married. I don't. I wonder why they didn't go on the trip too. He said, well, we didn't get to go on the trip. So I figured I made plan B, which went to plan D. So I wonder how he ended up proposing again. Either way, it's like, come on, man. Yo. Like, I would love to hear her real, side of no, like, real what her talk, mindset I want to know from the viewers. I want to know from the listeners, man. What y'all expect a man to do, man? Because <laughs> y'all been telling us all this time. You know, I don't care about the ring. I just want you. We done watch movies <laughs> where the guy done got the perfect ring and they done threw the ring and said, that's not about this. I want you. He came with himself and she said, nah. <laughs> she said, nah. nah. <laughs> I'm good on that. But you need to work harder. I got you next time. Come on, Yikes. come on now. Y'all know how, I just want all of the women listening. You know how hard that is for a man? He proposed three times, and even after proposing got shut down, he apologized. <laughs> and now, and now, he feels bad. Like, I feel sorry. I know I messed up. And, right. And she hopefully she'll get over it. He has his own mindset on the situation. I want, is this your mindset, bro? So, oh. And now, he's he talking about some hopefully, you know, she she will get over it. Get over what? Turning you down three times? I think what she's changed, she, they probably, it was the hurtful things that he might have said. Maybe that particular argument. She deserved them. She's <laughs> she deserved them. Stop yelling over there, Trevor. You scream. You laughing, Trevor. This is not funny. <laughs> Men be going through a lot. Men be going through a lot, okay? I'm curious to know what everyone has to and say in the, the after show. the first listener letter of the year, too. Got devout. Riled up. Got me riled up, man. Riled up. <laughs> And I ain't mean to call your girl a bitch. I ain't mean to call her a bitch. She's not a bitch. She's not a bitch. But that move was bitchy. That move was real bitchy. I ain't gonna, you know what I'm saying? I ain't oh. never gonna call a woman a bitch, but that move was bitchy. You know what I'm saying? Chill. Like, that's messed up, man. Bro, let us know how it goes. Let us know where things, I guess once things cool off and, and if she gets over it, give us a follow-up, please, because I'm curious to know how I wish I, I wish up. I had another another girl over here. I could just be like, here, propose to her. She's gonna say yes. <laughs> Like, I just wish, like, right now I could just, you know what I'm saying? Anybody. His confidence is probably at the low. Like, his confidence is in the basement right now, oh, man. Oh, man. And he's still trying to do whatever he can do to make this woman happy, man. I feel I feel bad for him, bro. Oh, like, I do, man. man. Sorry, brother. Let us know how it goes. Let us know. Give us a touch base because we we're very, Deval's very invested at this point. I am. I want to know what's happening, man. Very invested. Now, if it turns out that he a scumbag, then I'm going to be like, hey, man. Like, like, right, exactly. Now, now like, you, we don't have the full story Right, here, you wrote so. in this listening letter, you ain't tell us you did that. Like, why? Right, right, right. That's usually how it kind of slow leaks after. 
it's like a bad fart. You know what I mean? It's like slow leaking, slow now leaking. My, now you call my man like, a fart? No. He just got he got denied on the proposal three times. You call my man a fart. Man, go no, to the moment of truth. Go to the like, moment of know. truth, Ellis. <laughs> well, don't be bitchy, y'all. And make sure you write in uh, if you want to be featured <laughs> as a listener letter because we'd love to hear from you. We're in season 13 underway and we can't get enough of y'all. So email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. All right, time for the moment of truth. We're talking new year, new me or not, to resolute or to not. To resolute. <laughs> to transact. To transact or, or to not. not. <laughs> I got an easy one. Go for it. Live in a moment. Mm. Treat every day like it's January 1st. Yes. And treat every moment like it's December 31st at 11.58. Yes. And enjoy those two minutes yes. and say, what can I do with this new start? And don't let it just be that day. That's my, just every moment. I want y'all to take every day of 2024 and say, this is a day I'm going to create and enjoy and love and embrace. I love that. I think my moment of truth, um, to piggyback off of you, I think it's, it's kind of hit the nail on the head. But also to just, just be honest with yourself. Be honest mm. with yourself as you approach a new year, a new week, a new month, whatever it is, be honest with yourself about what you want to do and don't want to do. Let's not fool ourselves into thinking like, oh, yeah, I can be this and I want to be that. If you really don't want to do it, you have to put the work in. And that's what I have finally done for myself. I've just been honest about where my priorities lie mm -hmm. and the things that I really want to invest my time and energy on and everything else is just a hard no. So I think being honest with myself has helped me think about how I want to approach the new year and each new week and each new month um, because it's something that I feel like small goals and small bits of consistency will help me get to where I got to get to. So so what Kay is saying is if somebody proposed to you in 2024 and you don't want to get married, say no. Got you. You're on her side. Be sure to find us on Patreon. No. <laughs> uh, You're so no, stupid. But no, I, I hear you though. Yeah. Because we did talk about that too. Being able to live in your truth and walk in your truth regardless of what everyone else feels be comfortable saying nah I just don't want to do that bro that's me all day <laughs> every day it. new year new decade all that for real alright be sure to find us on Patreon y'all uh, and thank you to those who have subscribed and you're listening and you're watching you're seeing all the good stuff who's watching my birthday recap <laughs> it was a vibe it, it was, was a vibe, vibe. y'all you can also see exclusive dead ass podcast video content and be sure to find us on social media if you're not following us yet dead ass the podcast and i'm kadeen i am and i am devout and if you're listening on apple podcast be sure to rate review subscribe make sure you get your copy of we over me the counterintuitive approach to getting everything you want out of your relationship and get them tickets to the love against the world tour guys y'all are in for a treat i'm telling you i'm telling you i'm telling you and with this being the last tour that we're doing yeah. for the foreseeable future i think you want to get on it get on it you don't want to say that you missed it so whatever city you're in whatever you're near make sure you get there dallas new york charlotte dc philly atlanta all right we'll see y'all there dead ass Deadass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies, but did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now.